Welcome to Single Moms Unfolded. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Kelly Vieira. This is a podcast for single moms created by a single mom to help single moms. This is our safe space to love, to connect, and grow together. and welcome to Single Moms Unfolded. Today we are lucky enough to have Maria Sewingson joining us to share her story. Welcome, Maria. Thank you and thanks for having me. Oh, we're very grateful to have you share with us. So let's dive right into it. Tell us, what what defines a single parent or a single mom? Well, um, to me, being a single mom or single parent in general is that you are raising your kids on your own um and you have little to no help from your um your other partner the other parent (laughs) um yeah i think that's like the baseline for being a single parent that you um that you're alone (laughs) not like alone and like you don't have any network or anything like you can have friends and family I myself uh am lucky enough to have parents who've been very supportive um since the day my daughter was born and uh till this day that's awesome so do you think there's any misconceptions about being a single parent Yeah, I think there are two very large misconceptions. Um, The first one, I think, is that, especially when it comes to single moms, is that we're weak. Um, Like, there's a reason why we become single moms, and (laughs) the reason is probably alongside something, I don't know, maybe no one can stand us. Uh, no partner has been able to stand us and left us, and that's all our fault. <laughs> right. And um, now our children are doomed for being raised by a single mother. <laughs> right, right. This conception, we're horrible people. and we're Yeah, just... we're horrible people. And uh, yeah, um, we're not marriage material, not relationship material. Uh, and I think the second one is that we're like when it comes to partners and dating, like we're an easy target, like, oh, she's a single mom. Like she's a, she's an easy lay, you know? Right, right, <laughs> just going, yeah. Get into bed or something like that. Just like they see, it's my impression also from other single moms, I know that a lot of men see us as like these desperate <laughs> women <laughs> take anything. <laughs> Right, right. Not alone. Yeah, and that's such BS because, you know, we're stronger than most people, you know, Mm because we have to do it on our own. So, yes, that's definitely a big misconception. And then I also think there's a big, like, difference between how a single mother is viewed by the public and how they see single dads. Like, I think single dads have this hero status. <laughs> like, yeah, oh my true. God, he's doing it 
all on his own. He's such a hero, such right. an amazing inspiration. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, I don't disagree, but <laughs> um, I think the contrast between single mothers and single fathers is, uh, is very big. And That's it's so big. true. <laughs> yeah. That is so true. Yeah, thinking about it, you're right. That's exactly how it's viewed. Single moms are struggling and weak and, you know, and single dads like, woohoo, they're doing it. How, you know, it's like amazing. It's like, yeah, yeah but we're doing the same thing. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> but, what? Yeah. Right, right. So it's just like the, the perception of our culture and how, yeah. how things are viewed. So tell us a little bit about yourself, but how, how you have kids you're a single mom how old are your kids or child oh, yeah so I consider myself a one and done mom I have I'm an only child myself so I'm an only raising an only <laughs> I'm only um, yeah I have an only child oh okay yeah good for you <laughs> um yeah uh, she's eight I have a daughter an eight-year-old daughter she's turning nine this summer uh and uh yeah I don't plan on having more actually that's it okay yeah yeah, yeah. I'm 33 yeah. myself right <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah one can be a handful I know it really can um I mean <laughs> I know you should never say never right right uh, but uh I just don't feel that I I have the energy now as a 33 year old, I'm turning 34 this summer, to start all over again with the pregnancy and the hormones all over the place and like uh, the diaper changing and the sleep deprivation. And yeah, <laughs> you, you forget that, right? Once they get older, you forget that and you're like, wow. Yeah. You know, I mean, not I remember those nights. And I'm like, whoo, no, thank you. Yeah. But hey, people do it every day. And I guess it just depends on the personality and what you want to do. But yeah, I have, yeah. I have yeah. no desire to go back there. I mean, no, no, you and me both. Bless <laughs> the ones that are getting up all night, but no. Definitely I, bless good. their hearts. Like. <laughs> but I'm good with that. I salute them, but no, thank you. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So tell us, when did you know you were going to be a single mom? How did your story begin? Uh, well, it's it's not a fairy tale story, obviously. Uh, well, maybe not obviously, but I didn't become a single mom through a fairy tale story. <laughs> uh, I met her dad, my now ex-husband, because we were married for three years. I met her when I, no, I met him when I was, um, I think, 22 uh, at this party with some friends. And it's like uh, that group of friends, we've known each other like forever since we were teenagers. So like having a new guy enter the room <laughs> was like very interesting for us girls at the time. And he was easy on the eyes as well <laughs> like tall blonde typical scandinavian looking you know tall blonde broad shoulders uh blue eyes 
and um and I was just like wow <laughs> yeah I am uh, I want to get in on that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh yeah I uh told my I told a friend to hold my drink while I went and introduced myself <laughs> oh, good for you yeah um uh, yeah and he uh he took the bait so to say <laughs> um, yeah he was uh he was very interested luckily as well so i guess we started first we started writing um on messenger and through text and stuff and i was like very forward i was like yeah look i'm interested just so you know right right but he was finishing his bachelor, um, his bachelor degree in economics at the time. So he was really busy. So he was like, yeah, I'll write you back. Right, <laughs> I right. And I kind of thought that, okay, this is a polite way of saying that he's not that into me. <laughs> right, right. Could say, I'll write you back. I'm not going to call you. Uh, yeah. Right. But so, um, a couple of months went by and I kind of forgot about him. Uh, I, I figured I'd take the hint, you know. Right. Um, but he wrote me actually as soon as he was done. And uh, yeah, and I was like really surprised. So we went out, we decided to hang out one day. And apparently from his point of view, it was a date. And from mine, it was just like two friends hanging out right, right. it got kind of awkward when he tried to kiss me <laughs> i was like what oh, okay no what yeah i didn't know we wanted to right yeah exactly <laughs> but no um so yeah we had some i turned 23 that summer and we started like officially becoming a couple and we were very much in love mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I got, I got pregnant really fast, uh, but I had to, unfortunately, uh, have, have it, um, yeah, aborted. I had an abortion because I was not ready for that. You're still, yeah. You're young and you're not, yeah. I was young. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, that's that's uh, a lesson <laughs> that I'll have to live with for the rest of my life. But I got pregnant a year after that. Okay. At 24. And, um, and I, I, I had no doubt in my mind that I was going to keep this baby. Um, this was it. No more abortions. I'm having this baby. Right. You were and ready. He, yeah, we are. And he was, he is, five years older so he was like 29 and he had been ready for a long time he even wanted to keep the first one so uh yeah so he was like thrilled uh that right. i got pregnant and that i of course wanted to keep the baby this time right um so yeah uh we were in love and we decided to get married uh and um i don't know as soon as she was born she was born in August, 2014. Things started changing. Uh, mm. 
um, from the very beginning, I noticed him changing his, like, he got what he wanted. He had always been very forward about wanting to have kids and stuff. And rather sooner than later, like he was right, right. from day one. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. But as soon as she was born, um, his behavior started to change. Like he was very invested in mm -hmm. his parental role as a dad, which of course I was very grateful for. I also had a postpartum depression um, because okay. I was born premature five weeks and I had like this emergency c-section and it was like yeah it was just all very overwhelming very fast too very fast yeah. really fast you're like okay I'm a mom now yeah yeah exactly so yeah he was really good during that period it was like a period of that lasted a year I wasn't feeling very well at the time um, but he was a really great dad, but I could feel him like removing himself from me. And uh, that hurt a lot because I was very much in love with him and I loved him a lot. Right. And it, everything just felt off. Like this wasn't, this is not what a family is supposed to look like. It was sorry about that. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, that was like my intuition, like something's off. We're not, I mean, I know all families have conflicts and stuff like behind closed doors, but our conflicts were just so intense. And, um, and like the further he pulled away from me, the more frustrated I got. Right. And I like tried talking to him and I tried like, should we, I tried suggesting couples therapy and stuff. Right. But he just didn't seem very interested in that or in me for that matter. He just wanted the baby. <laughs> and I think he could do without me in his life, just him and the baby. Huh. Um, and it got to a point where our arguments got so intense and he started um, acting out physically towards me. I think she was 18 months at the time. Uh, and by that time I knew, like, I let it happen a couple of times because, well, you know, you love the person, you have a kid together, like you have a life, you're married. Uh, so it wasn't as easy to leave as some people might think. Right, you don't. Now, the, your red flags are going up at that time. You were thinking, okay, something's not okay. If he's putting his hands on me, this is not good, you know, because he never did this before. What is going on? Yeah. Um. Yeah, looking back, he was probably affected too because men actually do get postpartum depressions. It's a thing. Um, so he was probably affected by that um, to some point as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, but of course it's no excuse to put your hands on your partner. Uh, so yeah, one day it just got out of hand. It's like, it spiraled, you know. He, mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, he got more and more violent. And then one day he ended up attacking me out in the open on the street. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I don't like my words aren't matching my reactions right now. I'm like smiling. And, right, like, right. But, but I can imagine if you're out in public, I mean, it's it's horrible anywhere. But well, I mean, just something triggered it and he just snapped. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, I found out that he was uh, having an affair after also being violent. Uh, and I got really, really mad. Of course, I felt betrayed and- uh -huh. Right, absolutely. Um, so, but we kind of got past that. I don't know why I let myself get past that, but I did because I was married, I was still in love. And I loved him and we had our daughter. So I was like, I, I can't let my kid grow up in a broken home, you know? So, um, but that attack on the open street back in 2016, December, 2016, that was the time I knew I had to get out of there. And I had to take our daughter with me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't safe anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, that was December 2016 was when it all was, went down. So that was the first time you thought, I'm going to be a single mom and take care of my daughter after the attack. You're like, this is it. Yes. Yeah, that was it. And what, what was your first reaction? Uh, my first reaction was that I'm never going to be able to do this. Like, she'll probably end up in foster care or whatnot. Like, but you were um, just scared that I can't do this by myself. Yeah. And I was like 27 at the time. Mm -hmm. She was two. And I just, I felt like a kid disguised as an adult. <laughs> like, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> I felt like a kid with a kid and I was like, oh my God, even though I know 27 is not that young, but still you're, you're still young. Like when I look at 27 year olds now, <laughs> I'm like, oh God, you guys, you're so young. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, I panicked uh, right. a lot. So, and So what were your like biggest struggles when you just started out? What were your biggest struggles back then? Well, I had no education. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really have any money. Uh, I'm lucky enough to live in Denmark where we have this welfare state that provides um, financial aid to people who aren't working or don't have any education and stuff. So I got on welfare. Okay, <laughs> so you had help. You weren't living. Yeah. yeah, okay, good. Um, but it kind of took a toll on my personal pride, I think. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, that's understandable. We don't want help. We no. want to do it on our own if we can do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, and I had actually gone to law school before. I had finished up two years. It takes five years here. Um, you automatically take your master's after your bachelor because your bachelor degree in Denmark isn't really, well, an academic bachelor isn't really viewed upon as um, something you can use 
Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. It's, you need to have your master's degree. So okay. you automatically transfer <laughs> to, yeah. Um, so I had two years done uh, at law school, but I still had three years left. But because of all the stuff that had been going on, like my postpartum depression, my, my failed marriage and the violent outcome, <laughs> Right. Kind of left law school uh, on a very dusty old shelf. <laughs> no, makes sense. Right. Um, yeah. That, yeah. That makes total sense. So, so I, yeah. So I struggled with welfare for like six months while being on welfare and finding myself again and right. bonding with my daughter as a single mom yeah so, so what did you learn from what did you have to learn from that like what was like what did you learn from all that having to be by yourself and get assistance and uh yeah I learned um it sounds very basic but that I am a lot stronger than I give myself credit for and then what the public gives single mothers credit for as well Right. Um, and that is not basic at all. That okay. is not basic at all. That is strong. You know, that's your inner strength that you're, you know, yeah. you had to find. I feel like we always have to find that the hard way. When right. I, I, got, I was like, oh my God, I'm like, you know, failed mares. I'm useless. And, you know, I'm just going to do what I can. And yeah. I'm like, then you wake up, you're like, no, I don't have to do it like I'm just as strong as anybody else yeah you know but we have to go through that roller coaster I think especially in something abusive because you mm -hmm. feel unworthy right yeah and so we, we have to go through that so what are the unexpected skills did you have to learn what did you have to learn do you learn any unexpected stuff being a single mom well um I had to learn to balance mm. everything um, that normally that can be hard enough when you're two parents. Yes. <laughs> I had to balance. I had to learn how to balance, like, because I started, uh, I went back to law school in uh, the fall of 2017. Good. And, uh, yeah. And, I had to balance like student life because you know the workload in law school isn't exactly small. Right, right. <laughs> and being a parent, uh, the responsibility of being a parent, especially being a single parent, isn't exactly small either. Right, so, right. So I had to like balance everything, um, and it was hard. It still is, but. Um, it, it was really hard. Like I had to uh, accept the fact that sleep was not something I was going to get very much of. <laughs> <laughs> I had to balance an everyday life, everyday week, everyday year based on like approximately three to four hours sleep per day. Um, maybe more in the weekends, uh, mm -hmm. especially if my parents took her. Uh, That's for a weekend, nice. I could, yeah, sleep like two days in a row. 
but I had to learn how to balance everyday life with very little amount of sleep. <laughs> right. And when you're sleep deprived, you don't feel good. You just don't feel like you're at your best, whether you're a parent or you're going to school, or you're just getting through the day. You always feel like, ugh. Yeah, you're extra vulnerable, I think. Oh, yeah. You're just emotional mess. Yeah. You know? I yeah. mean, you can cry at the drop of a hat. You don't sleep good. You're just like, I feel like it's just, ah. Uh. So what does your life look like now? Well, it's um, it's beginning to look a lot brighter. That's for sure. Because as of Monday, the 23rd, I graduated and got my master's degree in law. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, All those sleepless nights paid off. Yeah. Now I have to uh, look for jobs. Um, I have some leads, but nothing is um, is definite yet. Like I still don't know what's going to happen. We have this thing in Denmark. Again, we have this whole welfare state. So I still get money. You get like something we call dowping. It's um, it's like this uh, kind of like uh, well, it is kind of a payment you get every month from the government uh, when you graduate until you find a job. Oh, um, nice! And that's pretty high. It's a pretty high amount you get. So I'll still have, like, I'm very privileged, I know that, um, to live uh, where I do and to live as a single mom in a system like this one here. Right. Um, I think because also we pay very high amounts of taxes, we do, but it goes to like free school, free hospitals, free universities, you know, and it pays us while we're studying. Um, yeah, that's wonderful. That's a whole different world. Yeah, so I, I don't think yeah. I would have been able to make it without uh, these um, perks, so to right. say, of living. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I really want to get a job. I don't want to live off the state. Right, uh, right. You want to, yeah. I want to get a job. I don't want to be at home while my daughter's in school and like just do nothing (laughs) but yeah yeah some people you can get comfortable doing that so yeah 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 Uh, so but I mean uh it's not that hard finding jobs as um as a well I'm not a lawyer uh it's called a jurist Um, okay um and then you can choose to become a lawyer if you want to here it takes three additional years but okay. paid while you're taking your those three years as a paralegal. Okay. Um, so I don't know yet. It's a lot of work to be a paralegal. I think I want to work as a jurist. It's right. like a high paid caseworker. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, being a jurist, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's good. So you have a start. You have a plan. You have your degree. And you you have a safe space for your child. Now, do you co-parent with the ex? Do you have to co-parent? And how is your daughter doing? Yes. So it varies a lot. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, It's a process. Yeah. um, 
our original agreement was that he would have our daughter every other weekend. Uh, but he hasn't had her for a weekend for like two years now. Oh, okay. Uh, and he's canceled a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of the agreements we've had. Uh, and he's stood her up a lot too. Mm. Uh, so she's been really sad um, and really anxious that she wasn't going to see him again. Right. But he's he's kind of recovering from whatever it is he went through. Okay. Um, so he's like suggesting now that maybe we could start with the whole every other weekend thing. Okay. And I told him, great, you know, uh, but we need to, I need to talk to her about it first because uh, I'm not just gonna send her up there every other weekend when she's not used to it, so. Right, yeah, you gotta keep in mind what's best for her just because you're ready to, to be dad doesn't mean she's yeah. ready to, you know, it's, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's tough on the kids, it, it really is. It really is, and. Yeah, and I mean, I myself could also use like every other weekend off. Right, to get so, some time but, for you, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it all comes down to her, what she wants, uh, what she needs um, yes. at the moment. But I'm, I'm happy that he's, you know, getting on board. I just hope yes. he stays on board as well, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I've said a lot of, I've shared a lot of negative memories about him but like in general he does love his daughter I mean that I know and uh, I can testify to that he really does love her um, she is the apple of his eye <laughs> but he just yeah you know some people just can't keep their promises <laughs> so yeah 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 I always try to tell my daughter when she gets upset about stuff I'm like this is the best that person can do you know whether exactly. it's a teacher, or a teacher or a friend I'm like that's the best this person can do even if you think that best is horrible that that's that's them we can't change them no yeah that's also what I've been trying to teach her actually you know? not just about her dad I think you're right like it it applies to everyone like <laughs> And sometimes people who are very supportive of their friends can also stumble upon, you know, uh, rocky times, mm -hmm. which makes them not very available. Uh, right. Of anywhere. And that doesn't mean that they've changed for the worse or, yeah, it just means that it's the best they can do at the time being, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, just like, you know, when we're in a bad relationship, that's the best I could do at that time, you know, yeah. have to kind of forgive ourselves too. And I, yeah, I share that with my daughter when she gets upset about stuff and I just keep reiterating it. You can't change them. This is the best I can do. You have to have grace with them, you know? Yeah. I mean, we can be angry and hate and put all this energy into it, but what does that get you? You're just creating more anger and hate. And exactly. we have enough of that in this world. We don't need anymore. <sighs> I hear that. You know, we, we don't need anyone. So what would you tell your younger self? Yeah. Um, so my younger self, I would tell her to slow down. <laughs> slow down a bit, like take it down a notch. 
Like, like, you know, she was so in love with this, this tall, handsome, blonde, blue-eyed man. Uh, and I get that. I get why she was in love with him. He was very charismatic as well. I mean, I get that, but I'm like, you know, just get to know him, <laughs> like date and go out and like, just be young. Like yes. yourself, I know that 25 is like not the youngest you can be uh, as a first time parent, but still, you're still young when you're in your 20s. Mm -hmm. um, it's still young. And again, when I look at 25 year olds today, like at law school, uh, they don't have kids <laughs> and they just look so young. Yeah. And I'm like, that was me <laughs> eight years right. ago. I was a mom. I'd just become a mom when I was their age. And I, I'm like, I would tell myself to slow down and get my degree first. <laughs> right, right. Um, Love does crazy things to us. It makes us not think. We just like, yeah, it does. It does. It does. But then again, I don't know because it's hard because, you know, I've never felt that kind of love before. And I don't think I ever will again. And I, I, it was one of the best times of my life, you know, so it also, it's like, you got to outweigh the pros and cons. Right, <laughs> right. When love comes knocking, like, um, you got to answer. <laughs> but, right, you have to put yourself out there. You don't know. You yeah. Don't know. But so you don't need to rush anything. There's plenty of time, especially when you're in your early 20s, you know, there's plenty of time. You can still have kids at like 29 or 30. Right. Like, don't rush it. it <laughs> right. Don't, yeah, don't rush. Now, what advice could you give to other single moms? Um, well, first of all, don't listen to the haters. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> That's like my very like top priority advice to single mothers out there all over the world. Like, don't listen to haters. Um, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and um, yeah, another advice is, well, don't give up. <laughs> like For don't sure. go, you, right. can, you can scream into a pillow when your child is asleep or when, when your children are asleep, you can scream into a pillow. You can like throw this pillow against the wall, beat it against the wall if you want. Like, break the pillow, you know, right. I don't care. Do what you have to do. Uh, get in the bathtub and scream underwater, you know, right. do what you have to, but do not give up. Like, seriously, no, that's just, no, please don't. Right, right, no, we can't give up for our kids, right? We have to right. just keep going, even if we're a mess, we have to keep going and yeah. take care of ourselves and start to heal ourselves. So give me one tip you do. How do you get through the hard days? Do you use the pillow screaming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's kind of embarrassing to admit, but yeah, I, I use some of the pillows on my couch, um, just like bury my head in there and I'll like scream or cry, but it helps. It does. Like, it really helps. And uh, 
and I don't know, after like 15 or 20 minutes when I'm done screaming and crying, I feel so much better. Like <laughs> You released all that stuff, so that is good. I mean, it's much better doing it into the pillow than screaming at your daughter or screaming at somebody yeah. else, you know? You're getting yeah. it out without having to like, you're not hurting anybody else and you're not causing any, you're doing it in a healthy way. I think that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. I think that's oh, actually one more advice if it's okay that I just thought of that's really really important uh please learn to love yourselves before you go searching for a partner before you download tinder or bubble or whatever it's called uh please learn to be comfortable in your own company and the rest will follow like I've been single for a year now, but after I got divorced, uh, I was terrified of ending up alone. Mm -hmm. So I'd like go on dating apps and go on dates as much as didn't want to be alone. And that resulted in me like taking whatever I could get, you know, because right. I thought, uh, yeah, well, I'm probably not going to get anything better. So this will do. <laughs> right. But yeah, we set up for the crumbs because we feel like we're not worthy anymore. That, exactly. is, that is so important to love yourself first. Yeah. Before anything else. Uh, that's really, I'm begging you all out there. Please, please learn to love yourself. Do not settle for crumbs. Like it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I've been single now for over a year and um it's the best thing that's ever happened to me like uh I've never felt better uh yeah that's awesome you're learning to get to know yourself again right yeah I should have done this a long time ago I mean yeah yeah I feel like we should all do that we need to take a year off and just get to know who we are and get to know what we like what we don't like and what we want to experience and I yeah. think that's a wonderful, wonderful advice. Yeah. Thank you so much, Maria, for giving us your story and your time today. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> this is wonderful. I, I hope it can, I can reach out. If I can just reach out to one single mother out there who's feeling like she's lost all hope, all sense of hope for the future, like that would be like mission accomplished, you know? absolutely well i'm sure you have you spoke through your heart and it's just like yes i'm sure you're gonna help lots of moms thank you so much we want to thank you for tuning in today every thursday there'll be new episodes so definitely check back in the meantime feel free to follow us on facebook at my happy place and instagram at my happy place for life that was with the number four remember you're smart you're beautiful and you got this. See you soon.